Hello, and welcome to the Quacks Podcast. Hello, Lucas. How are you? Yes, I am Lucas, your host, and I am here with Brian, my other host. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Um, I'm feeling good after last week's episode with sharing of the story. Yeah, you got it off your shoulders. Yeah, man. I always feel weird kind of sharing that story because I think people are going to lump me into the crazy town. You know? No, I think people like personal experience. Oh, I, I, they definitely do, but it is a little out there. Right. And, and for most people, it's like they've been told that this stuff is fine, and it's not. Well, that's, I think, the people who are interested in it not being fine are the ones who are listening here, too, right now, or at yeah. least have an open mind. Plus, it's not like you said you were abducted by aliens. Not yet. Not yet. Here's hoping. <laughs> Here's hoping. Yeah. How's it going with you? Anything new? Uh, no, I've just been uh, getting some more hiking in now that the the weather's turned better and uh, I can get out there more times a week and I'm loving that. It's been great. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. just about it. All right, well, should we dive in? Let's get it. Without further ado. Um, so I, I mentioned at the end of last week's podcast about uh, Jeremy Johnson, who did that TED Talk on EMR. Uh, if you haven't electromagnetic radiation electromagnetic radiation and yeah we should just give a recap real quick basically last week we talked about my harrowing experience of uh, insomnia and almost going insane because they installed 11 smart meters uh, behind my kitchen basically 30 feet from where I was sleeping and months of insomnia and trying to figure out what was wrong with me eventually led to you know by the grace of God, that I figured out that these smart meters were making it hard to sleep. Um, I eventually moved, and I'm all better now. Yes, to a certain extent. So it had a happy ending. It had a happy ending, but yes. it did it did have a caveat attached to it, which mm-hmm. is be aware. Be aware. Which is what we're going to get into today. Yeah. So Jeremy Johnson, he does, he has this website. Uh, it's got a plethora of research. I took a lot of the research that we're going to do in this podcast from from his website. Uh, he didn't do any research himself, but he just links to all of it. It's a good place for where all of it is. And he points out something very interesting, and that is that the results of the research from the wireless industry are different than, and that's the wireless industry, I mean people who install cell towers and phone companies and that kind of thing. Right. It's different than the research from independent sources. And I'm, I'm linking his website and the TED Talk show, all that in the show notes again. Uh, but what his graph shows is that the wireless industry, 68% of studies find no effect from EMR. 32% show some harmful effect. In studies from the independent group, it is the opposite. 70% find of studies show harmful effects. And 30% show no effects of EMR. Well, who would look at anything other than the independent study in a situation like this? We're going to trust the companies? Well, I'll tell you who. It's the government. <laughs> they would, that makes sense. They would look at, <laughs> the, the regulators would look at the wireless industry and say, well, looks like there's no problem here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> oh, I'll see you guys in Antigua. That's right. <laughs> so for my observation, basically what happens is an independent study will come out. It'll say EMR is harmful in some way. And then the wireless or telecom industry will come out with a study which finds the opposite result. And what this allows them to do is to keep the science in a very vague place. Okay. So most people don't understand that in our country, you have to show something is harmful to be awarded recompense from injury in court. That makes sense. So these companies, they're run by lawyers. Their only purpose in life is to lower their liability. <laughs> um, they control the FCC and other regulatory bodies. And so they're not interested in making technology safe. They're interested in that the message in that 
it's unclear. Right. That's what they want it to be. They don't want it to be unsafe. They don't want it to be safe. I mean, if it's safe, you know, that's great. But they just want it to be unclear right. so that as long as you can show that there's controversy in the EMR safety, they can continue to operate their business. It's so shady. I mean, it's how it, it's, you know, I don't blame the companies. It's it's how the system was put together. Right. Um, and the classic line they give is... I think is, it's okay to blame them a little bit. Oh, yeah. They're definitely, you can blame them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but they're not sole to blame, I should say. Uh, the classic line they give out is, we have found no health risks from EMR at the levels that people are exposed to. And they're not saying EMR is safe. They're just saying that there is, they're just casting doubt so that they can continue their business, Okay, basically. Great. And there's, there's a real subtle difference between showing something is safe and showing that something doesn't appear to hurt people. So it's the old shell game. It's the old shell game. <laughs> so showing something is safe is actually really difficult. I don't, I don't know if people understand that. It's really hard to show that something is safe. Um, and really, it takes a lot of time. You need time, right? You need time. I mean, think of asbestos. Think of how many decades that was used, apparently. I'm still eating it. You know, I, I'm really? just coming to the realization this might not be good for me. <laughs> but you can buy it so cheap in bulk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Costco's got a great deal on it. <laughs> okay, so, but yeah, you're right. You can't prove things safe. It's very hard to. You can over a long period of time. So if a product's been around for a thousand years, you can be pretty sure that the long-term effects are okay. Like aspirin. Like aspirin. Well, a few hundred years on aspirin. Right. You know, um, or maybe 200. I don't know. I think it was the late 1800s. But it's still kicking and it's still used by people on a daily basis. Yeah, it's not terrible. Right. Yeah, it's probably safe. The big 4G towers, they only started going up in 2012 and 2013. Oh, man. So we're like in this middle of this massive wireless experiment. And can I just say right now that the 5G towers are going active right now. And there's a lot of controversy surrounding that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about 5G? Because I don't know as much about 5G. Okay, 5G is obviously the fifth generation technology for mobile towers and it's how we communicate with one another in a mobile and and Wi-Fi service. Uh, I guess it's, you know, not necessarily Wi-Fi. But um, we do get carrier service and internet connection through there. But they're looking continually for more and more high-powered devices in order to get better service, quicker access, and these sorts of things. More people can get onto these networks Mm -hmm. because there's more people with phones and kids are getting younger and younger that have these phones in their hands. I know five-year-olds carrying these things around, which is a whole other episode altogether. But the 5G technology is literally taken from DARPA technology <laughs> Really, that was used. There are components to this technology that was used in the submission of civilians, sound technology, the same kind of waves that they were using um, for sub- submissive tactics for, for military application. Really? Sound waves to combat in a quote-unquote safe way the masses. Or, really? Yes, in crowd control. Wow. Yeah, same sort of technologies, yet uh, repurposed. This is getting into conspiracy stuff, it sounds like. Well, people can do their own research. That's the beautiful thing. It's like, I I urge you, don't take my... I'm just saying what I've looked at and some of the things that I've seen and some of the people who are up in arms and some of these movements taking place around the country that are are actually... These people are outraged and well 
well, uh, what's it called? Organized. Okay. Very well organized. All right. Um, but they just rolled out the 5G technology in several cities, including Houston, Sacramento, and Los Angeles. Okay. So we'll see, you know, what kind of things we get if, if we get some people having reactions similar to the ones that you had with just smart meter technology. But yeah. the waves of these things, and I don't have the exact numbers right in front of me. Do you know the difference between what 5G is versus like 4G? It's supposed to be literally supposed to be a thousand times more powerful okay so like yeah that's interesting i've what i've heard also is you know with 4g towers it's really big towers but spaced out and so those really big towers put out a really strong signal right supposed to cover a large area whereas the 5g are very small cells and they're supposed to go like you know every 50 feet or every 100 feet or right. something like that and it's it's more of a um what's it called a, a mesh network it's some, okay gotcha right yeah and supposedly the benefits of this right are that you can have self-driving cars that i mean because the power is so exponentially more on what you can send over these networks you can have cars that are driving themselves and know all the you know know where they are i mean there's houses houses that know what they are and what they're doing i mean we've got these smart houses now or whatever it is you know it is such a powerful technology that you're right now that things are becoming more and more automated um that is apparently what it's what you know we're we're looking into the future exactly the next decade Okay. What's going to be rolling out as far as technology? Interesting. So we should talk what EMR actually does. Um, because there's different kinds of EMR. The EMR coming out of your Wi-Fi, it's different than what's coming out of your smart meter, than what's coming out of your cell phone, that's what's coming out of your power lines. Um, so there's many types. The type of radiation that I think everybody knows is the bad, and that's the ionizing type, which is like X-rays or gamma rays from nuclear bombs. That's not what we're talking about. We're covering non-ionizing radiation right. uh, in microwaves. So I have two loose groupings of EMR, and this was just my own kind of heuristic on how I think about these things. Obviously, uh, they are there's grade, you know, there's gradations or gray areas, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. And the, the two groupings are low-frequency EMR or E-fields and high-frequency EMR. So low-frequency EMR is going to be appliances like your microwave, your stove, it's going to be in your car, yes. uh, power lines outside your house. Uh, the thing about these types of EMR is they tend to weaken dramatically the farther you get from them. And so EMR that comes off your microwave, it's really only affecting you if you're right up next to it. And thinking back to my childhood, I don't know about you, but I would put things in the microwave and then put my head right on the glass and watch as it cooked. I was, was ahead probably of the... not great. No, I mean, that explains a lot of the issues but the <laughs> you guys can't see him but his face basically looks like a uh, a hash brown that's right yeah. <laughs> no i i was always skeptical of that magic box but i was a little mm-hmm. older when we got it in the house finally okay. i was probably in like second grade third grade by the time we got one all right and you were kind of hip to that jive I was always scared of it, and I always thought that I was like, nah, something's off about this. And people who would open the microwave with their face still right there, I was like, and then you find out more, those microwave microwaves are still right there. It's not a magic <laughs> box. These are radi- radiation waves that are coming right at you. So over time, I can see that being negative. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's some concerns about cancer with these uh, this low-frequency type of EMR. Um However, I don't actually have a direct experience with this type of EMR. Like, I, I don't actually feel it or right. have problems with insomnia. I mean, there's some real big concern about, like, electric razors or hair dryers. 
uh, or putting a laptop on your lap. I know there's some studies on that lowering sperm count right, and with fertility. And as far as electric razors and stuff, there's concern with barbers and hair hair dressers. Um, so the the products they do put off a strong field, and if you're using them all the time, that could definitely be a concern. Um, but I personally don't worry too much about this EMR unless I was like sleeping next to a microwave or working in a laundromat or I had major power lines outside my house. Right. If you do, you'll want to deal with it. But thankfully, um, those types of EMR, they don't sap your willpower to make a change. Okay. Um, which is thankful. So the higher frequency EMR, that's what comes from phones, Wi-Fi, smart meters, and cell towers. Okay. And so this is the stuff that causes me the most issues. Um, this is what causes insomnia, headaches, brain fog, dizziness, frequent illness, vertigo, depression, anxiety, weight gain, metabolic disorders. The list, it just so goes... So everything, basically. Everything. The list goes on and on. Um, and the, actually, there's, even, there's an even higher frequency coming from airports and their radar system. Oh, boy. Um, we're not really going to get into that because that EMR is very hard to detect uh, you can't detect it with normal smart meters or normal electrosmog meters. Um, but next time you're in the airport, take a look at the TSA agents and the other people that work there. And I think you will agree, you do not <laughs> want to live or work at an airport um, at all. Brought to you by the TSA. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, dive into some evidence. The U.S. Navy actually did something like 2,300 studies on the biological effects of EMR. Uh, looking especially at microwaves and non-ionizing forms of radiation. They were very interested in the effects of the powerful radar mm -hmm. and other EMR-emitting instruments that they had on their aircraft carriers okay. um, and some of their other ships. So they find that there's a massive list of different effects, things like liver enlargement and altered blood flow and even having more female children than male children. Um and other fetal development issues. So wow. there's literally a list of hundreds of different ailments that occur. And they put the caveat in there that some of these effects are observational. They didn't do statistical significance on them. Um, are and you just inferring that female babies were an ailment? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was inferring that... All things, sorts of ailments. Things that can be done. Yeah. Wow. I just, uh, I just kind of did do that. Huh? I didn't even notice that. I was trying to say that, you know... This it just has a lot of effects. It does. Okay, it, it has does. a lot of effects. Um, we love the ladies. If you want to take a look at that old document from the U.S. Navy, you can. I'll put it in the show notes. It's from the seventies, so okay. it's kind of old school. Right. If you're looking for more, for more up to date research, uh, in 2016, the U.S. National Toxicology Program they did a cancer study in mice. This is kind of like the gold standard. It was like a 25 million dollar study. They found that cell phone radiation did increase the cancer incidence in those mice. Uh, they responded in a dose dependent manner, meaning the more that they were exposed, the higher amount of tumors that they got. Oh my gosh! The tumors were all brain tumors. In particular, oh boy! Uh, when that research came out, many government officials, doctors, biologists, they spoke out and they said, "There is no known mechanism by which radio frequencies would cause cancer." Uh, so their reasoning was basically, without a known mechanism of causing cancer, there's no health risk. Right. In other words, if we don't know about it, it can't exist. <laughs> so it's not quantifiable. Is that what they're to them yeah. so far? They, right. They say there's no known mechanism, so we don't know about it, so it's it's fine. Oh, um, boy. Thankfully, that study was replicated and confirmed by other researchers. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah. So uh, there was a meta-analysis in 2017 looking at brain tumors specifically. They found higher incidence of tumors uh, after 10 years of mobile phone use in both the brain and salivary glands. It's not just tumors, though. In 2017, a study looking at the Wi-Fi frequency uh, found damage to young rats' endocrine systems, particularly their pancreas. And there are many studies that look at the Wi-Fi frequency, which is around 2.4, between 2.4 and 2.5 gigahertz. And scientists have found decreased sperm function, neurodegenerative disease, heart arrhythmias. Um, So I'll link to all those. Wow. And in 2011, there was this interesting study done by uh, Nora Volkow. I think she's a Russian or something, maybe Finland. I don't know. Right. Um, It really got me thinking. So she used healthy people, like actual people, and she showed that cell phone radiation increases the metabolism of glucose on the side of the head that is next to the antenna. So you should use brain scans to do this. So one thing I noticed when people get into an EMR, a high EMR area, they go through these distinct phases. And at first, they actually feel better and more energetic. They get this kind of boost to metabolism and their activity level goes higher. You know, they may lose some weight, they think things are going well, but soon they kind of get a little strung out. You know, the poor sleep starts to catch up to them. They get this heightened metabolism that eventually collapses almost like, it's almost like drinking coffee for too long or something like that. You know, too much coffee for too long. You start to get those dark circles under your eyes. Yes, I know them. So this study by Nora, it kind of details why that happens. So EMRs, it re- increases the metabolism of glucose, which is like the very definition of a robust metabolism. So you're increasing your metabolism, but it's a stimulation. And that in stimulation doesn't stop. And so it eventually turns into overstimulation. And you get wired and tired. And so many people suffer with this. And this is why this issue is so unclear is because some people are like, oh, I'm fine. I, yeah. You know, I, no problem. It's because the real problem comes with continual exposure. It's like, it's the difference between people who say, oh, yeah, I drink a cup of coffee in the morning, no problem. Versus someone who says, I drink a cup of coffee every hour on the hour, <laughs> every day, every night. Okay? There's just, there's a difference. Yes. So this next bit is a bit tech, a bit technical, and we're getting into what it actually does. Because remember, those scientists, they said there's no no mechanism. We don't know. And so it's important to establish what does it actually do. So the first stage, it increases metabolism. How does that work? So one scientist, Dr. Martin Paul, he thinks he found a way of how EMR affects us. EMR does not directly damage our DNA, like x-rays, like okay. the ionizing cousin. What, what EMR does is it affects calcium channeling which means calcium ions going into and out out of our mitochondria and our cells. What this does is it alters cell metabolism, which then affects nitric oxide synthesis, which creates free radicals. Mm. Those free radicals then cause inflammation, oxidative stress, and damage cellular function, including DNA damage. Of course. So it's kind of this roundabout way of how it happens. So there's this short five-minute video of a doctor who is testifying about 5G uh, at a Michigan Senate hearing for Bill 637, which standardized a lot of regulation around wireless providers uh, in 2018. So I'd like to play the audio of that doctor right now. Please. I'm Sharon Goldberg. I'm an internal medicine physician. I've practiced medicine for 21 years, and my background is mostly academic, internal medicine, hospital-based, clinical research, and medical education. Um, I am going to skip many of the things I wanted to say because I didn't realize it was only five minutes. 
wireless radiation has biological effects, period. This is no longer a subject for debate when you look at PubMed and the peer-reviewed literature. These effects are seen in all life forms, plants, animals, insects, microbes. In humans, we have clear evidence of cancer now. There is no question. Um, we have evidence of DNA damage, cardiomyopathy, which is the precursor of congestive heart failure, neuropsychiatric effects. So 5G is not a conversation about whether or not these biological effects exist. They clearly do. 5G is a conversation about unsustainable healthcare expenditures. Why do I say this? We've been sitting on the evidence for EMR and chronic disease for decades. Um, and now we are seeing all these epidemics appearing. So diabetes is the first epidemic. I think most of you know the statistics. They're very scary. One in three American children will become diabetic in their lifetime, and if they're Hispanic females, the number is one in two. Okay. So what does this have to do with wireless radiation? Wireless radiation and other electromagnetic fields, such as magnetic fields and dirty electricity, have been clearly associated with elevated blood sugar and diabetes. That is what the peer-reviewed literature says. It is not opinion. The closer you live to a cell tower, the higher your blood glucose. That is based on hemoglobin A1C measurements. So the idea with small cells of putting the cells closer to people's homes and bedrooms scientifically is very dangerous. And from an economic perspective, it's dangerous. And you may not know this. I was shocked to find this out. But the way you create a, a model of diabetes in rats in the lab is by exposing them to 2.4 gigahertz. And this is not for long-term exposure. Um, so, I don't have time to talk about the costs, but the huge problem with diabetes really is chronic kidney disease. Um, End-stage renal disease, the worst complication of diabetes, leads to hemodialysis. Hemodialysis is an automatic qualification for Medicare. Um, and if you don't qualify for Medicare, we still have to dialyze the patient and the state ends up paying in many different instances. So renal failure is 1% of Medicare, but it takes up 7% of all Medicare expenditures. Uh, I don't have time to talk about this anymore, but once again, we have, so the other epidemics that clearly link from the science with electromagnetic radiation are related to mental health. And this is, this is straight from PubMed. This isn't my opinion. This is science. Dr. Okay? Goldberg, for mm -hmm. those of us who aren't physicians, what is PubMed? I'm sorry. It's just the, the, it's our National Library of Medicine. This is where you would go. This is just the peer-reviewed literature. So we have three epidemics that clearly, they're essentially one epidemic. We have deterioration of mental health in the United States. And if you look Really, at the science, what does it show? And these epidemics are our suicide epidemic, um, epidemics in violent, so shootings, and the opioid epidemic. And I don't have five minutes is not the time to talk about this. This is in the peer-reviewed literature. I have a file to submit for the record. But these are facts. These aren't, and these are things that have just been glossed over by the wireless industry. And I, I really don't have time to talk about them in five minutes. I wish I did. Um, but we need to examine our epidemics in the context of our EMF exposures. What does that mean? That means that 
the CDC tracking these epidemics needs to, we need to start measuring how much radiation are people being exposed to and before we roll out 5G. And this means there are four kinds of electromagnetic fields that we know are harmful to human health. So radio frequency radiation, magnetic fields, dirty electricity, and electric fields, okay? Our exposure, any given person, and all humans are affected by EMFs. Our given exposure has nothing to do with the research that, that my colleagues are going to cite with the National Toxicology Program. That is an assessment of the risk of one cell phone in the near field, okay? What is our exposure in a, in a day? It's not one cell phone. It's cell phones, it's multiple wireless networks, it's smart meters, it's cell towers. It's this sandwich and it all adds up. And this is a, this is a serious problem for occupational health, public safety, and personal safety. And I feel that it's irresponsible to be even talking about the internet of things and rolling out a new untested technology when we're not even measuring what are our current exposures from the current networks. So yeah, I like her because uh, that's an actual Senate hearing and she's an actual doctor. She's not a tinfoil hatted crazy person. All business, straight to the point, and very passionate. Yes, and she complains about not getting more than five minutes several times, but that's all right. She spent one minute complaining about her time of five she minutes. She did, yeah, she did. <laughs> and I think the part about uh, creating a diabetic model in mice using Wi-Fi, I think that's BS. I don't think that part's true. I don't think that, I mean, I think the rest of what she said is, is got some grounding, but I think that that I just can't imagine scientists going like, well, we're going to create a diabetic, you know, model in mice to test our new metformin drug. Well, how should we do it? We'll flip on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, I just I can't can't see that happening. I'm not informed enough to make an opinion or I guess form an opinion. Uh, I guess I could form an opinion without knowing, but I'm going to go with you, buddy. You're smart. All right. So we're kind of getting this picture of what EMR does to us. Uh, at least the non-ionizing kind, which is what's coming from cell phones and Wi-Fi and cell towers. Um, and what it seems to do is it seems to speed up your metabolism, causing oxidative damage, which eventually leads to a radical slowing of your metabolism. This then manifests as diabetes, depression, anxiety, cancer, wherever you're weakest in your body after your EMR assault. And from my personal experience, the biggest one I see is weight gain. You know, if your metabolism is damaged, either from stress or chemicals or EMR, you will gain weight. That's and America is... Unbelievable. America's Hy pretty fat. Well, yeah. But hypothyroidism and radiation are directly related as well. I mean, they the are related. The bad kind. Yeah. Yes. The, the really bad kind. And, and that's because of radioactive iodine. So it's, it's a different mechanism. That's why they give you iodine tablets. When The people at Chernobyl, they gave them iodine tablets so that their thyroids would uptake that iodine and okay. not uptake the radioactive iodine. See, that's why you're there. Yeah. And I'm here. <laughs> Bring me back to earth, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, this, not the, the radioactive iodine, but this aligns with my experience because after I moved out of that apartment and into a house with little EMF, my metabolism collapsed. Like the EMR stimulant was removed. My TSH, which measures thyroid function, it shot through the roof. 
I had to go on thyroid meds for a while. Um, I slept all the time. I gained even more weight. I mean, I felt like I was coming off like the longest cocaine bender. Not that I've ever done cocaine, but I imagine um, what it was like. Thankfully, I can report that over time my metabolism has bounced back. I've lost significant amounts of weight. You know, I don't take the thyroid like I used to, or not as much. But you seem happy-go-lucky, and and that doesn't gel with Do this I? picture more so than this story portrays you of how you were. You, I saw, I pictured Jabba the Hut <laughs> with like a a laptop on his <laughs> on his lap. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But no, I'm glad you turned it around. Yeah. I am too. A lot of people don't. So anyway, back to the research and evidence. Um, you find, and I'm just kind of going to go through these last little bits because research is boring, but uh, you find internal memos by the FDA back in the 90s saying basically microwave radiation promotes cancer. Other governments around the world, like the Germans and the Swiss, they all admit to having serious concerns over cancer being caused by EMR. There's companies like Nokia, Motorola, Ford, uh, they all have studies or internal memos about it. Um, so it's really amazing what you find when you peek beneath the surface. Right. And like the doctor said in that video, there are epidemics going on and we really are ignoring them. So like brain cancer rates have doubled in Denmark in the last 10 years. That's pretty ridiculous and staggering. I mean, those numbers. Doubled, yeah. Swedish brain cancer rates have increased by 30%. So... It's really... What do we do? Well, I think there's this tendency of people to say, yeah, yeah, I know, it's probably bad for me, but a couple cigarettes are not going to kill you, so using my cell phone here and there is no big deal. Like that That's what I imagine people saying. But And the young people don't even think that way at all. It's just not... The, the thought of them not having... I have a teenage daughter. The thought of removing that would be like removing her arms. I mean, like, so we've got a whole generation of people... Wow. That are inseparable from these devices, mm. and they don't—they've never lived without Wi-Fi or internet or. It, it, so I'm really worried about that and how it's going to affect the longevity. What totally. kind of epidemics we're going to see? Totally, and I don't think people understand that every year our exposure is increasing and it's layering itself one atop another. So, you know, first we had phones, but then we had Wi-Fi in our house, and now we have smart houses. Now we have Bluetooth too. Bluetooth. I mean. In, in people's houses, there's a wireless, uh, the Nest for your thermostat, there's Alexa, there's your smart TV. They're all putting off signals. There's even light bulbs right. that, that are connected to Wi-Fi that will tell you when they're going to go out. Um, I touched briefly on the mesh system. People are using the mesh in their house now to avoid dead spots. Um, and in shopping malls and large areas, this mesh system in whole towns, smaller towns are starting to employ this mesh system, mm. which is essentially coverage throughout but you're never not being bombarded with wi-fi signal wow and that radiation yeah so you know most most people they just have way more exposure than they think they have and if you have a cell tower by your house or you live in an apartment where there's like a large bay of smart meters or you know god forbid you live by an airport you're going to get a significant dosage of emr every day all the time probably more than even what the government would say is safe and it's kind of like that old problem with like the frog and the boiling water you know where the water is slowly getting boiled and nobody's noticing each additional emr that is added to your life oh thanks bud once again fear-based media at its best fear-based media we're going to give you a solution though 
I think most people are skeptical. I think that's understandable. Um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think less people are skeptical now. I think people are coming around to this because they know somebody that's been affected. Yeah. It's becoming more prevalent. Yeah. And the reason, you know, people can be skeptical, but I know this so deep in my bones now. Yeah. It's 100% predictable. It's not like, well, sometimes I feel weird when the Wi-Fi comes on. It's 100% predictable I have these symptoms when You're I'm in a high EMR environment. Oh, so. boy. Okay, so tell us what we can do. Yes, now that we've served up this massive problem, there's definitely a way out, thankfully. Uh, there are many scientific tools and tactics that you can use. Salt lamps. Pyramid salt lamps. No, to minimize your exposure. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the woos. I did a YouTube search for like ways to lower EMR yeah. um, before this. It's just terrible. There's videos of people like using pendants made of special metal and like salt lamps and candles. It's got to be a special type of candle <laughs> or a special type of plant, you know? And, oh my gosh, or they'll, or they'll confuse salt lamps and the negative ions coming off salt lamps is like negating EMF or something like There's just a lot of ignorance out there. Right. And there's a lot of hippies who just really want to tell you to get back into nature. Okay. And if that, that's great. If you can go live in nature, wonderful. And there's merit to that, so let's not isolate the hippie. And no, that, and that... there is definitely merit. Right. But most people can't get back into nature. Most people... Are going to live in the live city. in society. Yeah, and and a peace lily next to their bed, it's not going to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> but there is something to be said that if you think it's helping, maybe it does a little bit. Who knows? Yeah, and having plants around is great. More yeah. oxygen, all that stuff. Yeah, we're not saying all that's bad. I'm just saying it's not a cure. It's not helping them in the way you think it's helping them. Meaning, you could make a video on that stuff for depression, for anything, right? For, you know. Or whatever, how to make a good home environment. You know, it applies to all those, but it's not specific to EMF. So, okay. First, if you're really concerned about this or suspect you might be getting affected very severely, consider getting an electro smog meter. Uh, I like what's called the Cornet. They have a few versions. There's a 78, an 88, and an 88 plus. Uh, you can search for it on Amazon. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, I heard the 88 plus is amazing. Yeah, that's the best one. Uh, we don't get any money, just to let you know, for recommending the Cornet. We have no Amazon affiliate link or anything like so that. So this is a detection device, though. Yes. So that'll tell us that we've got an issue, but what are we doing to rectify that? I, I'm going to get to that. So I, I can't wait! <laughs> so I bought the Lowe's version. I bought the 78. It's cheap. It's effective. Um, there are very expensive meters out there. Like I'm not saying the Cornet's the best, because you can probably get better expensive ones out there, but I think I purchased mine for around 140 bucks. On Amazon, they're around 170 so. Okay. So on the meter, there's several modes. The one I am most concerned about is radio frequency mode, which measures Wi-Fi, cell phones, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. The measurement's going to be in milliwatts per meter squared. If you do get a meter, you want to be sleeping in an area that is under 0 0.01 milliwatts per meter squared, and you want to be working in an area that is under 0 0.1 milliwatts meter squared. I have a nosebleed. From that discussion. I know. Once you see the meter, it's going to be totally easy to understand these readings. I just got to put them out there so that people can reference this. I love back. it. Get it out there. Um, the question is, how do we get our living and working areas under control? So first, I would say the best solution if you live by a cell phone tower is to move. And I know that is extreme, but hear me out. Um, there are many areas that are still left that do not have cell phone towers by them. You can, you're going to want to avoid hospitals, airports, schools, strip malls, and churches. Um, 
other than airports, all these areas, they get paid to host towers on top of them, and they are usually all strapped for cash. <sighs> so they, I know, your house or your, your church, your school, I mean, it's just awful. Yeah, I've seen them popping up on churches yeah. more and more. Yeah. Apartments, they can also be very problematic. There's large bays of smart meters uh, that they set up, so... Most apartment owners also have their own Wi-Fi, so you got that to contend with. You got all these Wi-Fi signals. It's very hard to shield an apartment. The best areas are large residential areas that were not recently built. Those seem to be the best. If you can also pair that with living around a lot of old people, they tend to not have Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah. So. And if you can find a way somehow to live in 1975, <laughs> you'll be much better off. Yeah. Please let us know how that works because we want to go. I am including a website that you can look at. It's called antennasearch.com. Uh, you can put any address in there and it will show where the antennas and towers are in your area. That's pretty nifty. Um, it is really nifty. And it also show you if there's new ones going up soon. I put mine in there and it's awesome it's like in this oasis right of no no emr so it's kind of like playing battleship and avoiding those strikes but in, in situations where you can't get away from this signal what are yeah. we going to do i know i mean it is really dramatic to just say hey you know you need to move it's definitely a personal decision but from my experience the life you can live outside cell tower hell it's so full of energy and life in a way that is hard to understand until you get out. Right. But if you can't move, you can build what is called a Faraday cage. I know all about those. Yes. The way a Faraday cage works is it uses metal to shield yourself from incoming EMR. EMR will bounce off metal. Uh, so within a Faraday cage that is sealed, EMR can't get in. However, because EMR bounces off metal shielding, uh, you can ricochet more EMR into an area you don't want if you do not seal the cage correctly. The cage would be especially important to build around your bed or where you sleep. Yes. Um, I've put a link for a YouTube video on how to do that. This couple made this cool Faraday cage around their bed. So if you want to do that, you can do that. Little known fact, my gamer tag is Cage Faraday. And some people get it and some people don't. <laughs> Why did you switch it around? Because it sounds like a name. It sounds like an action star from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Cage Faraday. So I, I just thought it was cool, and I like it. It's <laughs> All right, you do you, bro. <laughs> because I think that there, I love the, the, the concept of a Faraday cage mm. and being able to do that, and there's a lot of preppers who use Faraday's cages for emergency uh, mechan or technical devices such as walkie-talkies, phones. Uh, if there was ever going to be an EMF pulse, which is what some of the yes. preppers are afraid of. The nuclear pulse. Right, or just an EMF pulse on a, onto itself um which doesn't necessarily need a nuclear contraption to, to to get one of those pulses yeah um but and i don't know the technology of that i'm sure you will get into it in a further episode <laughs> but uh yeah there's people who build those and you can build small ones just using tinfoil and basic materials around your house totally totally and there's even a cheaper version than like building <clears throat> one in that link you can buy what's well, a, a pop-up for around $100, you know, one of those pop-ups that they use, those large metal things that people use at park events and mm -hmm. to keep sun, sun out. Then you get a roll of aluminum door screen material, okay. and you drape that material over the pop-up, and it kind of makes a little canopy. Oh, um, so, I mean, wow. that's a like a $200 version. Another great tool is you can get these large foam insulation boards uh, that are covered with aluminum foil on one side from Home Depot. Mm -hmm. So those are, I think, like 10 or 15 bucks each. And so you can cover a wall if you want. 
that has a source of EMF on the other side. Right. They're really flexible. There's also more uh, expensive options. I was kind of hitting on the less expensive options. The one, there's special paints. You can paint your house with a special paint I've heard of that this. will keep EMR out. It's pricey. Like the paint is black. And so then you paint your house and then you have to paint over that with the actual color. Um, that's an option. There's also... The EMFs will be out, but ghosts are attracted to it, unfortunately. So <laughs> yeah. you will, that's, a, <laughs> that's another issue. Yeah. There's also really expensive cloth material that you can get that's like silver um, and you can make canopies for bed. I, I just don't have experience with that stuff. I'll put links for that, though, in the show <clears> notes uh, if people, people want to check it out. So one last thing. I also recommend a smart meter guard for your house. I have one linked here. You can buy one pre-made. They're a little expensive, around 140 bucks. You can also make one yourself with aluminum screen material, uh, and I'll do a little how-to on that in the show notes. Wow. And then, You're getting in-depth. Well, you know, You're very passionate about yeah, this. Yeah, I, I want you to have the tools. I want you to be able to come back to this and be like, okay, what did he say, you know? So the guard, the the just to kind of get back the smart meter guard. It will cut down on EMR significantly. Somehow they still the, the power company can still get readings off the smart meter even with this EMR guard EMR guard on it. Okay. So it's a totally no brainer. But it makes me wonder how much power they really put out. If like you can block ninety nine percent of the signal and they still get the signal, oh. it's a little scary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so. Anyway, this is a good place to start. Thankfully, there's a lot of resources on the web uh, where you can learn more about different ways to shield your home and family. I've put a list of cell phones with the highest and lowest amounts of radiation in the show notes. So if anyone is wondering uh, what their, where their cell phone ranks, you can find out. iPhones are basically right in the middle of the pack. So you know, okay. could be could be better, could be worse. Um, I've also put other articles explaining more about EMF if you want to go more in depth. And... I, you know, that's kind of all the, the information I have. I, I just really want to thank Jeremy Johnson for putting together all the EMR research that I used in these shows. Uh, it's really nice to have all the sources in one place. Yeah, it's thick. I mean, you came at us with some, some pretty heavy details. Appreciated. Well, I hope it helps. You know, I mean, like, when I put this together, it's like, I know there's a lot of people out there who are living next to a cell tower or an airport or... They're suffering and they don't know why. It's like they used to come home and have life and be vibrant and, and like, you know, they come home from work, they want to go out with their friends, but now they just, they're just kind of lazy. They just want to watch TV. They just, and every year they just kind of get a little bit lazier and a little bit fatter and a little bit more depressed and a little bit worse off. And the crappy thing is it's like a, it's like a snowball going downhill and that it just gets worse and worse because the more your metabolism is damaged, the harder it gets to move, the harder it gets to, you know, the thought of picking up and moving all your stuff to somewhere else, that's like terrible. I mean, if you're 18 and you have, you know, all this great metabolism and all this energy, yeah, you can hit the road, no big deal. But, you know, you've been living in this EM, EMR, you know, cell tower range for for five years and you don't, you, you just don't have the motivation, you're depressed, you're, and so that's what sucks about it is right. it, the longer you're in it, the the more the longer you're probably going to be in it. Mm. And I was so thankful to get out of it to to have that cruise that just popped up. You know, I'm, I mean that was a work thing. I didn't buy it. You know, and so I was so lucky to to be able to see it. I could have been three more months going insane in that or place. longer or longer or not even pulled out at all. You know, so it's good. Yeah, I mean it, it is good, and I, I'm passionate about it because I think this is 
one of the biggest areas where you can improve your health. If you get this under control, you can really, I mean, it's such a difference between what I was like then and what I'm like now. I mean, the amount of energy I have, the amount that, you know, the amount of happiness and satisfaction in my work and, and everything, it is so different. Right. And the amount of times I've seen someone who, who moves into an area that has a cell tower, moves into a new house and I go to their housewarming party and stuff like that. And I watched them over a couple of years and it's like, you see, you see that, that their health starts to go down and, and things become harder. And, and one way you know that something's wrong is they'll start to get into really stimulative things. You know, they'll start feeling the depression and the, and the, and the low energy and they can't sleep and, and they're just tired all the time. And so they're like, I'm going to get into CrossFit, you know, I'm going to get into something. And so they get into something that's really, I'm going to start fasting. You know, they get into something that's really high energy and like bombards their body with stress. And so for a while they feel a little bit better until they crash even, even harder. And so it's, it's just a, it's a crappy cycle, uh, to be in and. And that's why I, I just wanted to put this out because I, I really hope somebody can can message us and say, hey, you know, I heard your show. I did research. I, I didn't know why I was so depressed. I didn't know why I was on antidepressants all the time. I got out of that scenario and now I'm so much better. My life is so much better. And everyone I tell thinks I'm insane. Yeah. If, there, <laughs> if there's one person who has that reaction, that's, I mean, it's a win-win. Totally worth it. That's great. Yeah, because it's the phantom menace. You don't, you can't see it unless you have one of these fog meters. You can't really detect it, and or the smog, and you're going to be told from every single, you know, medical practitioner that uh, it's all in your head. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, they're going to give you an antidepressant because you're a little loony. Oh boy. Yeah. So, is there anything else uh, you kind of knew a little bit about, like the five G and the causes and the the people who are out there, like? you know, pushing the envelope on this stuff. Is there anything you want to share from that? I, I think we, we covered a lot. And, um, just after hearing that the MD speak on it, uh, she pretty much encapsulated everything that there, there was additional to say. I mean, she came at us with some pretty hard evidence, hard hitting stuff, some hard hitting stuff. So I'm going to leave it to the professionals on that one, but it is definitely worth exploring and looking into because it's problematic and they're already starting to see issues uh, resulting from the technology. Yep. And I also want to say, you know, if your mind is one of those, I need all the evidence and I don't believe anything until I see it, please go to Jeremy Johnson's website, look at the research tab and just go through that. I only went through a little bit of it because research can get really boring and bog you down. Um, but it's all there. It's, it's really all there and it really makes a compelling case that at least there's something there. At least this is something like the message of like, oh, it just doesn't affect people at all. There's no known mechanism. That, yeah. That's not true. So, Well, it's funny because the character on Better Call Saul that was afflicted by this, yeah. <clears throat> the, the inference was that he was a crackpot and it's all in his head <laughs> the whole time, even after he kills himself. I mean, the, wow. just because he was so different and, and affected. But I mean, there were other people, I think, that had similar reactions. So don't think that you're crazy. Know that there are other people who are dealing with this and there are definite steps that you can take to help rectify it. Definitely. Um, in that show, Better Better Call Saul or whatever, uh-huh. did they ever like, uh, did they have a solution to it? I mean, do they did they say, oh, he was right. The solution was, was he died. Okay. And then that was so it. They don't, they don't make a stand on, yes, this is true or not. Or no. They didn't. They, they left it wishy-washy. So okay. it would go back and forth. It was very, yes, because he would have to wear the foil suit when he'd go out just to get like the sun would even, you know, and power lines and stuff. 
uh, around him to, to go get to the mailbox. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, you were kind of one episode you'd be like, "What is it real?" And the next one you're like, "He's crazy." So that's I guess awesome. it's a lot like the experience itself. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we should be getting new mics and new sound equipment, so it won't be so dang echoey in here. Right. Um, coming up. So yeah. Yeah, I love it. All right. Every week we're getting better. Getting better. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Be well. Bye.